Hello, hey, this is Natalie on the NAG Personal Trainer Podcast. Hope you're all doing alright and doing well, uh, despite lockdown point two. I think everyone seemed to found their mojo with it after a week. Everyone's got to the swing of a new routine a bit more quickly than they did in lockdown one, which I think is mint progress. It shows people, you know, we've, we've kind of learnt to adapt and do what we can, which is what we've got to do. So today's podcast... Obviously, minus Kate. Oh, you know, I can't wait to be able to do podcasts with her again. Uh, obviously, we aren't allowed to work together at the moment because unless we go to a field outside, <laughs> which is not always great for the uh, the sound. I mean, I'm doing it on my walk now, which isn't too bad. Cause it's quiet, and all you've got is birds and a bit of wind. Whereas if I'm out with Kate, I'd probably piss down on us. <laughs> I'm quite frank with you. So what I'm discussing today is why putting the work in matters uh, for when you want your goals a lot of this we've got all the intentions to put the work in we've got the intentions to to really like put in 100% of the effort to make sure you know we're going to smash our goals but sometimes we may be wasting time with where certain areas we're putting maybe too much in and not enough in other areas which that's life in general as well, not just in the fitness side of it or the health side. For example, you might be just actually just mostly focused on trying to get as many training sessions in as possible in a week. Now there is, and I'm, I'm saying training here by the way, so I'm not saying exercise. Exercise to me is like an aerobic class, uh, going for a planned walk, just going for a casual jog, uh, say uh, playing on the Wii for example some people have gone back to that in lockdown so or whatever new device is out there now for exercising virtually so training to me is when there's a goal in mind when you're training you're working on yourself and you have to you're there to muck about you or you know just to move you're there to to get stronger to get faster to build power and this applies to, say, the difference between a jog and going for a proper run, as in a run to, you know, improve your speed, improve your stamina, improve your fit, um, not just in fitness, though, but your time, perhaps. It's like, say, if you go out for a casual jog over a normal run, like, say, on a Sunday, I go out for a run, I would say I'm not really training specifically for anything. I would say it's probably borderline more exercise and more to keep my conditioning up for when I go back kickboxing one day because I will do I just don't want to go back in and be dying on the floor with no conditioning uh, been put in during uh, lockdowns and, COVID, and obviously the Covid so I'd say yeah it kind of is training uh, for my sport so I kind of see it that way but I would not say I'm training to be a better runner um, obviously I try to run better as I go I'm not going to do it half arsed and that's the key with stay training you're not going in half hours you're going in and you focus whether it's just on technique uh, it's on how hard you're going to push yourself on say the RP scale which is 1 to 10 so 1 being say really easy I could do about 20 reps of this and 10 being I can't lift any more weight after that you know I'm trying to hit around that 8 to 9 when I'm training and that's the same which I apply when I'm out say for a run uh, doing weight training, doing my kickboxing training. So that's what I apply to when I am putting the work in. 
but yes a lot of us tend to put probably too much in sometimes like as in they're trained too often too frequently it's really tough what they're doing they do like five hit sessions a week on top of maybe uh, five <laughs> resistance sessions on top of that and eventually the body is not going to be very happy with you and you will get run down because you are suppressing your immune system and also it's not sustainable as well and your body isn't going to have time to catch up and heal unless your diet uh, well I say your diet your calories are enough for the activity that you are doing as well that's not the one where I see people put too too much in because if you say do three sessions of training a week this is what I personally do so I do three weight sessions a week when I'm in there because it's only three I know I've got to really go for it because I know I've got rest days in between I've got time to recover and feed my body and fuel it up so I make sure those three sessions absolutely count so when I'm there putting the work in I'm making sure when I'm doing a back squat that you know my position is fine you know my hips are forward my heels are underneath my knees and my, and my hips I'm making sure my breaths are right when I'm going down I'm completely focused I'm you know as they say a bit cheesy but I'm purely in the zone when I'm doing my lifting it's the same with the kickboxing write your plan down what I'm going to do what I'm going to practice on at the moment I'm doing footwork and speed so I make sure when I'm doing it I am absolutely going for it I'm putting in 100% when I'm doing it so a lot of people ask me, do you train every day? Now, no, I don't train every day. Not at all. I have at least two days off a week. And like I say, when I do say the day where I go for a run, what I do that day, I might go for a walk later. But other than that, not much else. Uh, sun, uh, it's like I say, Saturday when I teach at night camp. Again, I tend to just chill out most of the day and actually take it easy. I'd probably... Yeah, you know, be potting about baking, go for a walk, perhaps with the missies, get some fresh air, but nothing else uh, strenuous. That's what I do on my days off. I just tend to walk or do more relaxation if I've done a lot of activity already with my job. So there's no need to go 100 mile per hour every single day. Even if it's only two days a week, you can train and focus on yourself. I tell you now, you'll get a better session than you will training say five six maybe even seven days because you know you might not do this for a few more days you know you've got the time to rest and then put the work in again when you do your next training session it's quality over quantity again i've had clients who really train twice a week consistently as well repeating it over and over week on end hitting their habitual goals outside of training as well and some of them have had the best results because they're rested enough and then when they train they enjoy it because it's not seen as a chore going in every single day they're working their body fully as well as I don't tend to do split days anymore like I used to unless there's a purpose behind it but a lot of my clients will tend to have full body programs working their body through the full range of movements so again they're absolutely focused they're not wiped out from the other exercise well they are but their other, uh, their other muscles are fine to go and that's why I prefer to do it that way because in that way they get, don't have to train as frequent and when they do train it's just as effective it's just they're not going to be battered for the whole week they'll have days between where they don't need to train they can just do their normal daily activity so that's my bit on training uh, why, where it matters to put the work in and how much work you need to put in 100% in any session you do but you do not need to do 
every single day you don't even need to do five or six days to be quite frank with you say weight training especially you know two to four is plenty depending on how much time you have what your goals are and how new you are to exercise as well i'll say to exercise to train okay right this is where we struggle to put the work in i'm going to start with actually sleep sleep is one area a lot of us really really struggle with and when i get people say to me i just wish i could take a pill so i'd you know start losing weight quicker and i feel energized i don't feel like crap and as soon as i ask them about their sleep like oh yeah i run on four or five hours if that and they're wondering why they're struggling with everything else sleep is massive you can't nail sleep you will struggle with your goals i'm quite frank with you i mean some people i know not everybody um has to has to have seven to nine hours that's just a general over, over uh, overview of it i know some clients who you know they'll have five six hours and to be fair that is enough for them that's just how they've been for a long long time they're full of energy their weight when they're doing weight training the weights creep up all the time so i know their performance isn't hindered so i'm happy for them to continue as long as they've got a good sleep routine and good sleep hygiene and they're not say fatiguing in the training or getting injured because of uh, not adequate sleep i'm happy for them to continue but i do have people i know who are trained or have trained in the past they struggle with their sleep and they're picking up injuries their mood's different they're struggling to also manage stress on top of that because when we don't sleep well it really affects our mental health so if you struggle with a mental illness already sleep's gonna again affect it even more so if you want to try and learn to manage your mental illness managing your sleep is one area that could definitely make a huge improvement it's definitely worth going to a specialist if you ever struggle with sleep i say i'm not a sleep specialist i can only give you what i've been taught and what I'm qualified in which is from my mental health course so explain about sleep hygiene i can explain how to try and implement it but if you're having real issues you need to go see a sleep specialist it's so important i can't stress it enough it's just like women when it comes to menopause or periods if you are struggling and you're not managing your symptoms go and see a specialist i know it's hard to get in right now i'm really annoyed but even just get like a video consultation with just something that you can implement yourself it doesn't always have to be about drugs it could be things that you can do yourself right now so with your sleep that is something i know it sounds mad asking to put the work into sleep that doesn't exactly work but a lot of people neglect what to do before bedtime i mean how many of us look at the screen before bed lying in bed and scroll 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 because it's designed to be addictive even i get quite sucked in sometimes so i have set times when i go on i'll be honest it doesn't always go perfectly and sometimes i do go on after eight o'clock at night i don't generally look at much else um but yes i just have to get to the habit eventually i'm not going on much at all i find the key for me is let my battery drink quite a bit uh before eight o'clock so i am on my phone quite frequently frequently and try not to recharge if i have to unless i've got a class on and use my phone because then i have to put it on charge because of where i sit in the living room i am not near my phone so that way i'm not tempted to go on that's my little tip anyway what some people do they actually put their phone upstairs out the way just maybe by their bed or something flipped over or in another room some people i know do and the difference is so much better there was one morning it was a sunday 
I woke up and my phone was actually on charge because I let it drain nice. I was on a, a Skype chat with a friend, so my battery was really low by the end, so I had to charge it. And in the morning, because I forgot to take it off charge before I went to sleep, it wasn't by my bed. And normally on a Sunday morning, I'm very tempted to just, because I wake up early and I think I can't be bothered to get out of bed. So I end up going on the phone and scrolling. Because it wasn't there, I actually, you know, it wasn't, I couldn't even be bothered to go around and get the phone. So I actually just chilled with my own thoughts. And then later, that, you know, that morning, because I was wide awake, I'll just get up. And before I know it, you know, I was up and out for a run. So try and create friction between you and your phone before bed or in the morning will make a massive difference because it's so tempting just to keep it by the bedside pick it up and start scrolling on it in the morning when you're meant to be getting up ready for work or on the weekend you're just sitting there again scrolling when you could be talking to your partner you live with or you could be getting up and say make yourself a breakfast or go for a walk I know that sounds a bit generic sounds a bit cheesy but we are glued to our phones and that is not helping with our sleep because of the white light on it even if you put a black light on it's not great I'd say the black light's handy for the daytime so all my settings are set to um, dark mode because I'm exposed to a lot of artificial light through the day on my laptop on my phone though I mean especially at the moment because of the, the second lockdown I'm only outside in public areas with clients which is not as many so again I am on the screen a lot more so I definitely want to be away from my phone more frequently so definitely work on sleep hygiene definitely put the working work there create a relaxing sleep sleep routine I'm asking you to relax and do nothing <laughs> there's nothing better than that is it okay other areas we should all put the work in let's definitely bring up nutrition that is a huge one now I don't think this is always because people are lazy or dishonest. I think actually a lot of the time, personally, it's knowledge. When we have knowledge, it gives us power and it arms us and we feel more understanding about what it is we've got to do. We understand, say, what a calorie is. We understand we don't have to be afraid of sugar. We understand that carbohydrates are a great source of fuel for the body when we're training. We understand that there's no such thing as good and bad food. So having an understanding and more knowledge about nutrition gives you power, which is what I try to do with every single client I work with. So if they were to ever decide to go off on their own, I set them free into the wild. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I've done my job and they won't regain all that body fat uh, that we lost, say it's a fat loss phase that we worked through. They have that knowledge to understand nutrition a lot better and you know the understanding they didn't want to track anymore they didn't want to portion sizes but this is somewhere when i say put the work in i'd say it's more we've got to learn about it not so much oh, i want you to try harder try staying in your deficit no learn to understand nutrition more instead of just say not even me if you're with me but any pt any anyone you're with you know ask why is it we're doing this it's like when clients say to me that's why are we doing the calorie deficit for fat loss why am i not at thousand calories like i've been set before why are you setting me on 1700 calories for a deficit that seems way too much so i have to explain about basal metabolic rate what their resting coma calories as i like to call it are then explain about i worked it out for their total daily energy expenditure so I found out what their maintenance was, which is a lot more than they thought it would be. 
and then I've taken a percentage off to create that calorie deficit. Question it, understand what things mean. So when I say putting the work into nutrition, learn about it, then learn how to implement it. You don't know how to implement implement it, that's why you ask for help for somebody who knows how to do that, or you just need accountability, so say like me. Like I say, I'm happy to give free info. It's people need a PT or a dietitian or a coach to make sure they implement it and they've got that accountability and that guidance. As it is very, very saturated, the industry is right now with fitness and nutrition. Again, where to put the work in for nutrition in general, if you have improved that knowledge, definitely consistency. And if you're struggling to put the work in, it means you've made too many drastic changes, unless you're prepared to actually take on really drastic changes. And this is known because we want fast results. And I have some clients who get frustrated when they aren't getting quick results because they're used to seeing, say, so-and-so down the slimming corb and they've lost five pounds this week, three pounds the next, four the other, and they've hardly lost any. But then the clothes fit better, uh, they have better posture, they feel more energised, they feel less pressure to exercise or train for fat loss, they do it to just move better and be healthier. Whereas the other person who's at the swimming club is just purely focused on the scale. And because they're just doing what they're told by the company and not question, questioning it, you know, they just follow just following, that's it. So when they come off that diet, what happens? Do they know? and have the knowledge what to do to sustain that fat loss. I've always, you know, don't get me wrong, in the past I'm like, oh, diets don't work. They do work because they say they want to help you lose weight. They all help you to lose weight. They're all calorie deficits. They've just got their own set rules to try and help you to lose that weight on the scale. But what they don't do is teach, which I wish they would do so you understand how to keep that body fat off once you've lost it which is what I try to do with my clients. And so far, the ones, like, I have had a few, like, hand, like probably mm, about six over the... When I, since I've tried to think how many years, I'd say five years I've been proper back into PT, maybe a bit more, that I've actually sustained their fat loss. And they're continuing to still train. They still follow me because they're looking at the recipes. And they always drop me a message now and again saying that they're all right and they're doing okay. So... That's the goal, is to keep it off. We're all we're okay losing weight, and I think a lot of us are very disciplined when it comes to sticking to something. When it comes to, like, say, a weight loss um, measurement routine we've got, or a shake diet, or whatever it is, you know, we are very disciplined, but we are just following. So put the effort in, put the work in to learn about nutrition, learn to understand it more. If you don't know where to look for it. You know, ask somebody who knows, like me, where to look for it. Or you can follow me on the Nag PT Fitness on Facebook or the Nag Personal Trainer on Instagram. Or you can drop me an email at the Nag PT Fitness at gmail.com. And I can send you an invite to my weekly newsletters where I'm constantly feeding out knowledge, uh, nuggets of knowledge about health and fitness and what people tend to ask me. So I put them into newsletters as well as into my podcast. The other area to put the work in is habit and routine. Again, if you make drastic changes, you'll struggle to, to put the work in forever. You will at first. Everyone has intentions to succeed and, you know, to basically hit their goals. 
whatever it takes. But sometimes we just aim a bit too high. I'm not saying don't raise the bar, but a lot of us do tend to struggle because they make changes too big. Now, some people are fine. You can do massive changes with them depending on their personality and their work ethic and their lifestyle and their priorities. It's very individual. Some clients, I can make massive changes to their lifestyle to challenge them because they'll enjoy that and they will make those changes and they'll sustain those changes. Not many though, because a lot of us have, say, children, we have businesses, working, looking after maybe an older parent. A lot of us have a lot of responsibilities on top, never mind making drastic changes to lose body fat quickly as possible or gaining muscle. We've got to remember we are, I know it sounds a bit boring, it makes it not sound very extraordinary, but we are the general population. But I think it is extraordinary that we all, you know, the ones that take on, we're working, running businesses, have families, uh, families and running a business. I know some uh, ladies that are trained and men. And on top of that, they're trying to achieve their goals and a lot of them do succeed with it. They're just a bit amazed when I only give them really small changes to work on. But the more stress and the more demand they have in their life, the smaller the changes I have to make for them and the smaller the habits we have to change. And it's not because they're crap or anything like that or they're not capable. It's just I understand they've got a lot on their plate already and they don't want added stress they want to enjoy the process if they don't enjoy the process they will not stick with it so if at least whatever i give them even no matter how small it is i expect them to still put the work in for it i mean one client this week uh online client i normally give like a little step goal to help them with their activity especially if they're say desk bound at work a lot and struggle to get outside a lot because they're stuck in the desk as well and at home and I want them to get out and about into the fresh air get their steps up, get their posture upright away from the desk and some weeks all I'm asking to ask them to do is a non-negotiable of you've got to hit at least 4,000 steps and a lot of you be like well that's not a lot how's that going to improve their fat loss think about it this way this person may have normally only hit 2,000 steps a day and I've increased, I've doubled it by just asking them to hit a minimum of 4,000 a day. So they've just got to put more thought process into it. Got to be clever how to do that without running circles in their living room, ideally. I don't want people to <laughs> be obsessed with doing that. But basically walk and move when they can. If they've got, say, you know, they're working downstairs, and they've gone upstairs and a downstairs toilet, walk upstairs to the toilet. Um, I do this, I work at home. So when I'm working from the office, I go downstairs to the toilet instead of taking the one upstairs. Just little changes like that. I'm just asking for but those little changes. I want them to put 100% in because I know they're achievable for them. So I know they can really do it. And then gradually we increase it if we need to or can. So habits is one area where people struggle. So even if you only make one change, just make sure you're putting in the work to hit those changes. Set something up so you can measure it, so you can see it visually. We love that humans. We love to see a visual of how we are doing. If we can't see something, we don't know it's working. It's like I get clients over the training plan again, and they're not writing in what reps or sets or weight they're doing. And I'm like, but how do you know you're lifting heavier or you're doing more reps or what effort you're putting in? 
or make a note that you did these reps slower put yourself under more tension write down what you do record it down if you had a really bad workout you felt like crap make a note that you did i make a note when i'm during my period so at the moment i'm in my luteal phase which is the crappy phase as i like to call it <laughs> i mean because i know how to manage now it's not so bad but i always take make a note on my because on spreadsheet for example you can say comment and it leaves like a little little like a square in the top corner of your cell so if you couldn't lift the weight as heavy or you had to drop down say do a deload week at least you can mark it down and measure that's what you've had to do that week because of that reason because it happens especially to females we are going to have at least once a month where we can't lift as heavy can't run as far we're out of breath more we have to consume more calories uh, because we our bodies are burning more calories when we're during our cycle so understanding that you've got to measure what gets measured gets managed again really cheesy saying but it does make sense I wrap down what I do every week. I used to not do that though, I'm not going to lie. I used to kind of wing and try and remember what I did. Whereas now I write it down. Because it's quite motivating at the end of the... Say I'm doing like a little my, what I call mesocycles. Which is where you do just three to four weeks on a plan. And then you work through another mesocycle afterwards. Keeping up stimulus on the body. And me and my training buddy, we always write down what we've done. We write down, even if it's the same weight on all the sets we write it down because at the end of the cycle we have a look at it and we can see what we achieved it could be that on say a back squat we've gone from 40 to 50k say in four weeks it could be a deadlift we've added another two and a half kilograms onto our deadlifts it could be we've done more push-ups it could be we've done an extra pull-up or added a weight on our pull-up around the belt so we're always putting down what we've achieved or even just putting down what we've done that day because then when we look at it each week we look at the week before and we're like right i want to try and beat that somehow and you can do that with your steps you can do that with your habits you know you could, i mean even if you don't write it down you could just put like a mental little note on your phone it's a lot easier to track things these days i mean we're lucky that we have things like i think personally like my fitness pal tracking your periods uh, there's loads of free apps for writing down even your workouts on there there's ways of doing things now a lot easier whereas when i was first a pt we were talking 10 years ago you know i had to get people to write food diaries i had to roughly work out their calories from scratch had my little calorie book so not an app i had to use a little book and the power of google to find what calories and macronutrients my clients are eating i tell you now it took a long time to do it i would be spending like an hour just working on a week's worth of a food i have one client to check that i've got it right for them and as accurate and close as possible depending on what they've written down of course whereas these days we have got things at the touch of our fingertips so it's a lot easier to track down and manage what we're doing it doesn't have you don't have to do that forever that's the beauty of it because once you're in the habit you don't have to track everything you know it's like calories for example people go oh, i don't want to track and i don't want to write a food diary okay if you can know your portion sizes you can do that intuitively bang on you understand nutrition then crack on yeah go for it you're getting results go for it you're not getting results as something you aren't struggling to manage uh, to manage so think about it that way it's the same with the steps 
the struggling to know how active you are and you're not recording roughly down. You don't even have to use a fitness watch. You can just write down, I did a 30 minute walk today. Whereas last week you wouldn't have done that. I have got clients who don't have fitness trackers, uh, even because they're allergic to them or they're just not that keen on wearing one. And what they'll do, they'll just re- report to me how many walks they've done that week and what they've done to try and increase their movement, their activity. As soon as I ask a client to be more aware of that, they tend to move more anyway. So I hope that makes sense, say where to put the work in and not to feel like you've wasted your time putting a lot of work in. There's nothing worse when you're investing your time and effort into something and comes to nothing or you you don't enjoy the process so you have to you just drop off and think well there's no point you know i can't keep this up which is normally what i usually hear i can't keep this up i'm too busy right now all the excuses start flying out and sometimes it's just because the plan wasn't right for you to be able to put that effort and the work in but once you've got that that is down to you to put it in it's down to you to agree to those goals and stick at them and make sure you have a short-term goal to head towards to make sure that that keeps you on track and then once you hit that short-term goal move on to the next one after that it's the journey that keeps us going best example i can give you it's like the run up to christmas now even in the second lockdown i'm still excitable about christmas i've made mid to meet the other day with slow gin and i always prefer slow gin uh, you know, I've already prepped out what treat box I'm making for my family because I always, I always make my gifts when I can. And I love the build-up, which is the same when it comes to someone's fat loss journey or muscle gain or improving performance. If you don't enjoy the journey, you're just not going to want to stay stick with it to the end. Where, say, the run-up, say, to Christmas, a lot of us get excitable. We enjoy it. We like the build-up. So if you don't like the build-up like you do for Christmas, it's not the right plan for you. So I hope you found this helpful today. Uh, if you ever have any questions, again, you can mess- uh, email me at the nagptfitness at gmail.com or DM me on Facebook, which is the nagptfitness, or on Instagram, the nagpersonaltrainer. Take care, everyone.